All right. Leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. Too much for the man. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Where did the name Pips come from? What the hell's a Pip? All right, let me get situated here. All right, yeah, I haven't been here. Let's cut that out. I haven't been here for a couple days. What have I been doing? I've, I've actually been golfing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been golfing a little bit. I haven't golfed since 2009. Uh, in, in 2009, well, and there's a reason why I usually don't talk about this kind of stuff, but there's a reason why, uh, back in 2009, my father and the th golf with my father, that was the thing that we did all the time. And that was our quality time that we spent together was him telling me to swing straight, lock my arm, move your feet, you know, criticizing my golf swing. Anyways, my dad was an avid golfer. And in 2009, he basically collapsed on the golf course with a stroke. And so, uh. He pretty much died on the golf course. Now he didn't die on the golf course, but he went into a complete brain dead, everything. And then he sat in the hospital as a vegetable, uh, for a couple of months after that. So in 2009, uh, I pretty much just gave up golf. I didn't want to golf anymore. I didn't want to look at a golf course. I didn't want to hear a golf swing. I didn't want to watch golf on TV. And I just kind of gave it up because that was what me and my dad did. My dad, all he would do is watch TV when he wasn't, uh, watch golf on TV when he wasn't playing golf. So Back in 2009, I kind of I stepped away from it altogether. Then, of course, my son, my oldest son, Jacob, he started playing golf in high school and started playing on the, on the varsity team at his high school. Uh, so then, reluctantly, I had to step foot on the golf course again to watch him play, but I still never played, and that was all the way back in 2009. Now, here we are, 2023. Um, apparently, apparently, it takes me a while to get over things. Um, but, yeah, I've been back out playing some golf trying to get my swing back, uh, trying to figure out my swing when my dad's not there to analyze me and tell me what I'm doing wrong. Uh, so that makes it a little more complicated. So yeah, the last, uh, this, this whole week I was busy last week. And then this week I've, uh, any free time I had, I've been going to the golf, to the driving range and trying to work shit out. So I haven't been doing a podcast. Yeah. What am I going to do with all the lost revenue from that? It's probably cheaper to play golf. Anyways, okay, so uh, Anheuser-Busch, Dylan, uh, Dylan McDick between his legs, uh, the whole controversy that's been going on with that, it's uh, still in the news. I mean, if, if it's a trans news story, people really, you know, just they just love it. That's 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 like the Super Bowl of transness is Bud Light. And I mean, now we've got the gays, the gays uh, boycotting uh, Bud Light. We've got the straights. We've got the conservatives boycotting. But I don't know who's left to drink Bud Light because if you're gay, trans or conservative, I guess the Democrats, the Democrats, just your run of the mill Democrat. No, because they've got to stick with the gays and their boycott of it. Nobody's left to drink Bud Light. Who would have thought, who would have thought that a brand that is so embedded in American culture and um, Bud Light would be taken to its knees over just doing some stupid shit? I was reading an article earlier today, and it was their old marketing guy, the guy that did the uh, what's up Bud Light ads. He did the Clyde Stells playing football. He did the uh, real men of genius. Uh, that guy, he he said it took us 30 years to build this brand up to where it dominated this um, gay beer, Bud Light, that whole realm of the market. And, uh, you know, and just overnight, they've just flushed it down the toilet. Who would have known? Who would have known? Well, if you would have played more conservatively in your uh, political gain of your brand or 
you know, just just play a little more conservatively, you wouldn't have been in this boat. But there are some brands that are jumping on board, and let's look at this first one that is catering to the gay bars that are boycotting Bud Light, and uh, they have the even gayer beer. Yeah, beer is for everybody, no exceptions. Brewery introduces even gayer light beer with proceeds going to LGBTQ plus charity. Uh, necromancer, necromancer, isn't that necro? Doesn't mean dead, dead romance. Necromancer Brewing, a craft beer company based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, released its very first light American lager dubbed the Even Gayer Beer. So I guess they're going to get that, uh, that, 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 that section of the market that has been uh, abandoned by Bud Light. So if you want to get some even gayer beer, uh, you can get it from Necromancer Brewing, huh? Huh. Tastes like dick. Okay. Anti-trans UFC fight. Now, okay. Now this is the headline. Who, who is this from? This is from totalsports.com. Uh, just because they're, just because this guy wants to prove a point, I don't know if that necessarily means he's anti-trans, but they're going to put that label on him anyways, but anti-trans UFC fighter, let me get my face out of the way if you're watching this on rumble, uh, so you can actually see this guy. Uh, there's a UFC fighter. I, I guess he's a former UFC fighter. His name is Jake Shields. And basically what he's done, he's offered up this, this, uh, this, uh, invitation that he will fight 10 trans males back to back. Now, now, now for those of you that are just tuning in and you're a little confused, let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. A trans male is an athlete that looks like a male, but has a vagina. Okay. I want to make that clear. So he's looking for trans male vagina bearing male athletes that he will take on 10 of them without a break in between. Uh, one trans athlete he's, who is a wrestler. Um, it, well, first Jake Shield was calling everybody out. He was saying a million views on my uh, proposal to fight 10, you know, transgender athletes, a million views on that and not one taker. Uh, I guess they don't have the balls to fight me. I see what he did there. That was definitely a pun. They don't have the balls to fight me. Anyways, Mac Beggs. Now, Mac Beggs right here. If you're watching on Rumble, you can see this photo. Once again, let me get my face out of the way. If you happen to notice right here where my cursor is on this picture, he's got areolas that are probably about three inches across. I can see it poking through his little, uh, uh what do you call these shirts? A little tank top, tank top. His trans-colored tank top, and he's got a cute little goatee. Uh, he does look male. He does look male. He definitely looks male. Like, I wouldn't question if this guy was male when he came walking into a bar, uh, unless he was wearing something skin-tight, and I'd say, fuck, dude, you got some massive areolas. Um, but the areolas, that's the giveaway to his transness. But um, uh, his name is Mac Beggs is taking up Jake Shields on the offer. He will be the first of 10. Uh, apparently, they're having a hard time finding nine other athletes that are willing to step up with Jake Shields in the ring. It's like, I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. I would watch this 100%. If this comes out on pay-per-view and it's Jake Shields versus 10 trans men back-to-back, -back, I would watch that. And I think 10 to 1, 10 to 1, uh, he might have his work cut out for him. He definitely might. He definitely might. But I'll tell you what, I'd watch it. I'd watch it either way. Either way. I think this would be an ultimate pay-per-view uh, thing. Get your friends together, have some transgender-themed dips, uh, a lot of those little mini-weenies uh, and barbecue sauce, and uh, just watch Jake Shields and 10 trans men have a gay romp in the ring. I would definitely watch that. Man, I hope this comes to fruition. I really do. 
I really do. I really do. Anyways, okay. So uh, the media is a little pissed off as Trump said something. And, and let me just get right down to it. Uh, what Trump said was, so look. When I see men participating in women's sports, when I see records being broken, I think it's very unfair, Trump said. I think it's very disrespectful for, to women. And I agree 100%. And then he also said, I talk about it all the time, Trump said. I don't do it for applause, but I will say one of the biggest pans I get is when I say we will not allow men to compete in women's sports, weightlifting, swimming, running. It's so unfair. I think it's totally disrespectful, and the records are being broken sometimes by a lot, at least four dick links, and I think it's a very bad thing. And Mr. Trump, I do agree with you on that. I really do. I really do. Uh, as we were talking earlier, Bud Light will be extinct in a few years for disavowing Dylan Mulvaney, uh, according to an activist. Uh, Stacy Lentz, co-owner of New York City's historic gay and lesbian landmark Stonewall Inn, told Newsweek that Bud Light missed an opportunity to stand by their commitment to the trans community by pandering to and giving in to transphobic cultures. And the Bud Light boycott, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier, gay bars shun Anheuser-Busch beer. Um, they're, they're, they're turning on Bud Light because they didn't, you know, whatever, respect Dylan Mulvaney. Okay. Now, well, I found this pretty ironic that the rocker D. Snyder, now D. Snyder, who was uh, one of the original musicians that would perform in drag regularly, Twisted Sisters, we're not going to take it, just YouTube that video. I mean, the guy's got big, I make, he's, he's transgender as fuck, and his, so was Motley Crue, so were all these other guys, um, Kiss, I'd consider that a transgender band, you know? Uh, maybe it all started with Ziggy Dar Stardust, you know, and David Bowie, but... Anyways, Rocker D. Snyder totally rejects trans activist demand for his fealty and total agreement. D. Snyder def defended his stance, and I agree with this too. I agree with trans uh, trans uh, um, musician D. Snyder. He has a stance, and he claims that children lack the mental cap capabilities and development to opt into transgender procedures, and I agree with that 100%. Former Twisted Sister lead singer Dee Snyder stood his ground on saying that children are not old enough to make life-altering decisions via gender reassignment procedures. I agree. There is a time. There is a place for it. I haven't really hashed out in my brain what age and what time that is, but I'll tell you what. Anything before 18, and I'm a... Uh, I don't think so. Paul Stanley... The other transgender uh, musician from the band Kiss, the lead singer, co-founder of the band Kiss, spoke out against gender reassignment treatments for minors in a public statement on Sunday. He declared that there is significant difference between teaching acceptance and normalizing and even encouraging young children into questioning their sexual identification. And once again, I agree with what he said. Teaching acceptance. Yes, acceptance. I agree with teach acceptance. But, and as, you know, Paul Stanley said, normalizing and even encouraging young children into questioning their sexual identification, uh, I don't think that's on the right train. Later, it, he, uh, Paul Stanley added that this has become a sad and dangerous fad. You know, a lot of people are seeing this the same way. I've been screaming this forever that this is a fad. D. Snyder, Paul Stanley. Huh. Ha, ha, ha. You know, D. Snyder, he tweeted out. Let me go back to this so you can see his his actual tweet. Uh, D. Snyder said, you know what? There was a time where I felt pretty too. 
Glad my parents didn't jump to any rash conclusions. And he was saying, well said, Paul Stanley. Uh, you know, D. Snyder, D. Snyder, he, he's, a, he's a raging conservative, and there's no way he's going to just bow over and just apologize for anything he says, which he shouldn't. He shouldn't. After initial criticism, Snyder defended his position. Parents need to be less reactionary, right and left. No need to steer the child in either direction. Let the kid figure it out for themselves, knowing their family is supportive. I had a vet cop, hard a, hard a dad, hard a dad. I guess that's some a, a phrase he's coining himself. I had a vet cop dad who, while he shook his head a lot, let me do my thing. His comments caught the attention of San Francisco pride. One of the world's most famous LGBTQ plus events. Anyways, D Snyder, not apologizing for Jack shit, which he shouldn't. Let's not, let's just roll on. The truth is the truth. Okay. A girl, a girl who is 16. Okay, you know, if, if you've got kids, if you've got kids, you need to tell them, don't bring your freaking phone charging in the bathtub with you. Girl 16 electrocuted to death in bath while on chatting to her friend on the phone. On Tuesday evening, Maria Antoinetta Catillo, Catillo was charging her phone while also holding it in the bathtub of her parents' home in Montefalcione, southern Italy, when she was electrocuted to death. When you're taking a bath, don't plug into an electrical outlet. She's 16. Maybe she didn't know any better. But fuck, goddamn. A 16-year-old girl has died after being electrocuted in the bath while take, talking on the phone with a friend. On Tuesday evening, Maria was charging her phone while also holding it in the bathtub of her parents' home in Italy. According to local media, her parents were not pre present in the house when the teenager was tragically electrocuted. I think the trendy term to call that when you boil meat in water is to be souveed. She was souveed while on her phone. Souveed, boiled meat. Ugh, poor kid. Poor kid. Poor parents. It's horrible. Horrible. Common sense is out the window. Common sense is out the window. But I'll tell you what. Common sense isn't out the window when a new poll... I'm reading on theadvocate.com. A poll finds a majority of Americans support anti-trans policies despite claiming to oppose discrimination. So what are the meat and the potatoes of this? Or the nuts and the balls or the twigs and berries? A majority of Americans believe a person's gender is determined at birth and support some restrictions on gender-affirming care for young people. But they also oppose discrimination against transgender people, according to a new poll. Okay, I can get behind that. They're saying a majority of Americans believe a person's gender is determined at birth and support some restrictions on gender-affirming care for young people. I agree 100%, but they also oppose discrimination against transgender people, according to the new poll. That means you're transgender, you're trying to get a job, they can't just kick you to the curb. I agree with that too. See, the majority of Americans agree with this stuff. Don't fuck with kids. And don't be mean to somebody that's transgender. It's pretty simple. All right. <clears throat> but the political debate around these issues with Republicans pushing anti-trans legislation. Well, see, the thing is, is when you have something where you're saying, don't fuck with kids, don't chop their dick off. I mean, does that an outrageous thing to say? Don't chop a kid's dick off. I don't think so. But saying that it gets classified as anti-trans and it's not, it's protective of children. Okay. 
But the political debate around these issues with the Republicans pushing anti-trans legislation has made some Americans more conservative, reports the Washington Post, which conducted the poll along with KFF, formerly known as Kaiser Family Foundation. And I quote, you have a big swath of the American public still trying to make sense of this issue. I agree. Patrick Egan, a scholar of American politics and public opinion at New York University, told The Post. He also said this is a battle and a debate that is unfolding in real time before our eyes, and we don't know how it's going to turn out. In the past, the Kaiser Family Foundation poll conducted November 10th through December 1st, 57% of respondents said a person's gender can't differ from what was assigned at birth, while 43% said it can't. And those 43% are the 43% that scream the loudest, but that's not the reality. 57% of Americans polled said a person's gender can't defer from what was assigned at birth. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> One responded to 29-year-old behavior therapist Alyssa Wells said her views about trans issues have shifted from listening to Christian podcasts. Oh, okay. All right. And I quote what she said was, my concern with transgender is mostly with the children. And I agree. I'm with that too. It's the children. I don't want the, I care about two things. I care about modifying children and trans athletes competing in women's sports. Those are the two things I care about. Everything else, I don't give a shit. If you're, if you're 25 years old and you want to chop your dick off and tuck it in your asshole, more power to you. I don't care. If you're transgender and you get hired at a job and then you don't want to be discriminated against, more power to you. I only care about two things, mutilization of kids and chicks with dicks competing against women in sports. Those are the two things I care about. Anything else, I don't care what you do with your dick or your vagina, that's up to you. It's not my problem. Just stop fucking with the kids and stop fucking with women's sports, okay? Uh, uh. Uh, my concern with transgender is mostly with the children, she said, which I agree. We can't vote until we're a certain age. We can't smoke or drink or whatever, but we can change our body's anatomy and how it works. It just doesn't seem like that's okay to me. And I agree 100%. Don't be fucking with kids' dicks until they're at the age of consent. What that age is, I'm not exactly sure, but 18, let's just start at 18. I think that sounds like a perfectly good round number. If you can't drink till you're 21, if you can't smoke till you're 21 now in California, maybe it should be 21, okay? But 18, 21, right there in that little window, I think that's where we need to go, where we need to go before we start chopping dicks off. I, call me old school. Call me old school. In my day, chicks had vaginas and guys had dicks, and I don't think we need to alter that till later on in life. It is what it is. It is what it is. Anyways, strippers are confirming that we are in a recession. Yes. Who would know more than strippers who make their living off of sweaty dollar bills that are hurled into the cracks of their crevices? Well, as with lipstick sales and luxury hair treatments, the success of strip clubs seems to be another marker of an economic downturn. Strippers are taking to social media to share how less high-earning clients are visiting their clubs and bars, and they're ma they're making less money per shift. It's the it's the stripper, the stripper uh, indicator, the stripper indicator of the future of our economy. 
One Twitter user shared about her earnings have halved and the clubs are almost empty. Another commented, strippers have been telling y'all the recession is coming, baby. <laughs> I'm not going to make any jokes about that line, coming, baby. Uh, we are feeling it in the clubs everywhere. You know it's bad if girls from Miami are coming to New York to work. Oh, let's see. We've got a stripper. Okay, hold on. Let's let's, let's, let's let me let me pull this up. There's a stripper talking about I wrote it. Wrote this piece for Glamour Mag investigating this idea of strippers as economic forecasters. The whole idea is that the state of clubs may not indicate a recession necessarily, but it gives you a very valuable window into consumer spending and attitude. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, during recessions, people stay at home more. They don't want to pay and go to bars. They're going online to meet each other, said Marcus Friend, who is the chief executive of the dating site Plenty of Fish. During the uh, 2009 financial crisis, he's re, 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 reverting back to that and saying what happened there. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, the stripper indicator. It's a real deal. Three-time Olympian. Let me get this up on the, on the screen for you Rumble viewers. Three-time Olympian urges cyclists to take a knee to protest trans policy and save women's sports. Former Olympic cyclist Inga Thompson argues science is being ignored for the sake of inclusion. A three-time Olympic U.S. cyclist is urging athletes affiliated with her sport to protest transgender policies and take a stand for biological women after a transgender cyclist finished in first place in the women's category in the Tour of the Gia. Inga Thompson joined Fox and Friends first Tuesday after her scathing tweet calling on women cyclists to protest to protest Union Cyclist International policies for transgender athletes' participation in the sport. It's time for women cyclists to start protesting the UCI cycling policy, Thompson tweeted Sunday. Start taking a knee and at the starting lines. Team members need to speak up and protect their riders, and I agree 100%. Thompson told Fox News, Ashley Stormeyer that most cyclists have been shamed and pressured to be silent. And that's the truth. That's the truth. If you stand up against this, if you say anything against this and you come out in any way against this, you're going to be shamed and pressured by an outspoken group of extremists. But you know what? You got to do the right thing. And if you guys all band together, it is what it is. You, it, who cares if you're hated by wackos? You know what I mean? They're, they're fucking wackos. But I understand the pressure that female athletes are, are, are facing, and they just need to get the balls to kick the balls out of their competitive sports, okay? Women, take a knee. Don't compete against men. It's unfair. It's wrong. America, 57% of America agrees with you that it's wrong. You just need to pro be proactive. You don't have to talk to the media. Just take a knee. Firing gun goes off at a swimming race. Take a knee. Bicycle race goes off. Boom. When the flags drop, take a knee. Don't compete. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to comment with the media. You can keep your mouth shut and know that the majority of America is behind you. Women, stand up. Otherwise, God damn, you're going to be fighting against men in your sports. You're going to be losing out on scholarships for your kids. It's just not a good thing. All right. All right. Do we agree on that? Okay. Well, Starbucks sacked a transgender worker who branded customer transphobic. In a vicious tirade, we've got a video of that. Let me see if I can bring that up. Hold on. Uh, let's see what was going on in this tirade. Hang on. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, oh, oh. Don't ever call me transphobic. Ever. You're you do not know me. Don't ever call me transphobic. Ever. 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 Ever.
Oh, the tranny's going berserk and grabbing the camera. Oh, my Lord. Tranny's gone wild. I need to start that website, too. Tranny's gone wild. I can make a million off that. I don't know what they said that was transphobic. Maybe they ordered it with skim milk, uh, dick and ball free. I, I don't know, but they did something at Starbucks to piss that tranny off. And, uh, uh, they sacked the trans Starbucks has sacked a transgender woman after footage emerged of her accosting a female customer and alleging and allegedly assaulting a man who filmed the incident. The clash erupted near a, near a brunch. Hold on, let me stop this video before it plays. I don't know what's playing. Savage attack on a 13 year old. Oh, I don't want to watch that. Um, the clash erupted near a branch of the global coffee chain near the Southampton Ferry Terminal in Hampshire on April 30th. The clip, which is almost a minute long, shows the tall, strappingly handsome transgender woman engaged in a heated dialogue with the customer on the customer's side of the counter. The customer, dressed in a white jacket with blue jeans, turns to the staff member and exclaims, You're rude, to which the worker responds incredulously, I'm rude. The blonde-haired punter then launches into a verbal tirade against the member of the staff. Don't ever call me transphobic ever. You don't know me. Hmm. Uh, the person that filmed the altercation said that the women had allegedly said something transphobic that upset the employee, who then angrily refused to serve her. Hmm. In response to the customer, the transgender woman says, You're calling me a man. You're being transphobic, Karen. Get out. You're calling me a man. Well, I mean, they've got the faces blurred on this, but if I even with the face blurred, the dude with the pink ponytail, but it's dark hair, it's like a bad dye job, and he's got tattoos on the arms. I mean, just from looking at this profile of this person, uh, flat-chested as a board in men's clothes, um, I would probably say, excuse me, sir. I mean, what, what what are you supposed to do in this situation? You know what I mean? So I'm pro I'm pretty sure my 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 guess on this is that the Karen at the counter uh, misgendered this poor uh, transgender athlete that stands about six foot tall. Uh, yeah, you can't say excuse me, sir, excuse me, ma'am, or excuse me anything and anymore. You just have to just blurt out excuse me and point. We weren't supposed to point. I think we have to point now. Or say, hey, you, which all sounds rude, but I think it's the only thing you can do nowadays. You can't just, you know, you can't just say, excuse me, sir. Uh, that doesn't work. But I think this uh, transgender female, apparently, uh, person that worked at Starbucks was definitely throwing out the male vibe. So it is what it is. I'll tell you what, this is Jake with Radio Underland. It's been fun. Um, yeah, we're done. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one.